All right. Do you start or do I start? Oh, I thought you started. All right. Uh, welcome to the LFFMK podcast, one of many podcasts that is an audio-only podcast. Uh, that's not a great start. You want to try a different opener to that? All right. Let me let me think of something else. Uh, welcome to the LFFMK podcast, the only podcast that doesn't come up with its own pretense. Ah. Uh, Why is that? Ah, that's a great question, co-host Jason. That's because we aspire to not be like foil of the LFFMK podcast, the Confuffle podcast, capital T, capital KFF, KMFFL, capital P. No offense to friends of the pod, Tani and Joey, of course. I feel like we had a lot of negatives in that statement, but I, I think what we're trying to get at is that we are like the foil of the Confuffle podcast, right? We we are the foil of the Confuffle podcast. We are the foil of the Confuffle podcast, but we are friends of the Confuffle podcast while also being foils. I would say we're more friends of the uh, host and secondary host of the, the podcast. Who we very much don't want to request that we take this podcast down. <laughs> Albeit our, our target audience is a little bit higher than theirs, we could certainly have a couple more people getting angry at us for that. Yeah, I don't know if they can handle the competition. Their target audience is eight. Ours is, uh, well, well I, I guess to, to introduce it, our target audience, I believe, is everyone who is not part of the Confuffle Fantasy League, uh, which I think is somewhere in the neighborhood of seven billion last time we checked. Um, and unlike the uh, the Confuffle podcast, we actually achieve no listenership among our target demo. So uh, we're we're kind of unique in that regard where, uh, you know, the only eight people who are listening are the eight people who we don't want to listen since we are only planning on uploading this to the Slack. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like we, we've dropped the ball on that one so far with our uh, two minutes of episode. Really not starting off on a good foot. I'm not starting off on any feet, actually. I'm, I'm sitting in a chair and I've taken both my feet off the ground for the <clears> recording <throat> of this podcast. I appreciate you describing your setup because this is an audio-only podcast, so it's important for the listeners to know audially what's happening visually. I am actually one foot on the ground. I do more of like a cross-legged situation. Okay, I, I cross my ankles. It's not actually a comfortable position. I, I'll be honest, I only raised my feet like for the purpose of saying that I had no feet on the ground, but I'm going to put them back on the ground now because that was not so comfortable um but you know to your to your point i i do agree that it's important in an audio only podcast to describe the visuals as as well as we can so do we want to actually maybe talk about that a little bit some observations that we see from each other's backgrounds uh that'd be pretty good is that a stainless steel fridge it is it's actually a a sub-zero fridge which wow. is some kind of fancy fridge that means that the maintenance guy i can show you this from uh, from our apartment dropped off the sheet yesterday which involves how to care for cleaning out the fridge coil or something like that which we don't super care about because we don't own this condo but you know might be of interest to some other people but yeah that that is going on in my background it's a great fridge um good storage space and uh you know keep a lot of good content in there for sure not bad is that a cork board too or is that just a board board that is a cork board um so it's actually, so the Sub-Zero fridge is fancy enough that it's not magnetic, which is kind of the opposite of innovation in refrigerators. Um, but 
one at one point, Jan and I bought these really fun Yiddish word fridge magnets, and we need somewhere to put them. So we actually took a cork board that we already had, and we keep like corkboardy stuff on, and attached a magnetic board to the cork board using thumbtacks. They're uh, nice, nice. They're black thumbtacks, if you were wondering. And we I, put I was the, wondering. Uh, we put all the Yiddish words on that half of the cork board. Oh, interesting. I also saw a Jana. For those in the audience who are wondering, she is present, yeah. she's but she's not a, present. Present, but not present, but wearing a striped shirt for those of you who are uh, at home. Uh, switching to my observations, I noticed you're sitting in an S racer. Uh, I believe it is an S racer. Yeah, I like these chairs because they uh, gaming chairs to get, tend to go up higher in the back, which complements my my large torso. How fast can you go in it? I'm on carpet, so my max speed is uh, usually just getting stuck in the carpet. But I'm not much of a racer. Maybe well, the stands for slow. Well, the speed of gravity, if I, it falls pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, up to a certain point. It can only fall so fast. Is that and I notice you're sitting uh, near a window with what looks like um, maybe another building out there. This is actually very exciting. This is a... Uh... A desktop tetherball set. No. Ah. This is important because of all the uh, the office traffic that I get at my desk. People regularly come by and, and play tetherball. That's I actually good. get zero, zero uh, office traffic because I'm at home. But that's, you know, I aspire to have foot traffic one day. I get some foot traffic like you saw a couple minutes ago. That's actually pretty impressive. But I don't have an office tetherball, but I do have a Sub-Zero fridge. I think we've we've covered that. So for those of you following along at home, if you're not already shutting this thing off by now, I think you have a very good idea of where uh, Dean and I are sitting as part of this audio-only podcast. Um, do you want to move into uh, maybe our, our first game here, item number three <laughs> on the agenda? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go into the LCA section of the podcast. That's Low Context Answers. For those of you at home... Uh, we give the answer, you give the question. LCA, Jason, third. Uh, where did Ezra rank Jesse in this week's power rankings? Close, close. This is, uh, what beach did I camp at this weekend? Third beach? <laughs> third beach. We intended to go to second beach, but second beach was behind an Indian reservation. So they did Why not- Why don't you aspire to first beach? We aspired to first beach, but first beach was behind second beach. And second beach was behind the Indian reservation. <laughs> so okay. it was, we, yeah, we had to pass second beach to get to first beach. So, but you stopped at third. Did you get <laughs> stranded on third beach or did you try to make it all the way to home beach? Uh, well, that's, that's part of the next LCA, actually. LCA 1.5. Run scored as part of your camping trip? Uh, this is the approximate distance in miles uh, from our car to the campsite. <coughs> so I wouldn't say we were directly stranded, but it was a uh, a hike to get there. Okay, My final so that's, that's a long way to Home Beach. It is really a long way to Home Beach. The 90 feet. If I if I could have taken the 90 feet instead of the 1.5 miles, I would have. Yeah. Final LCA. Very scared. How scared were you when you saw a bear while camping? Uh, close, close. Uh, the people I was with made a trip. We made a trip down to the beach. 
they made a trip back up to the car and back down to the beach with things. And then at 8.30, we're like, Adin, you go alone through this one and a half miles of wood on your own back to the car and back to here to grab stuff. How so scared were you? Quite, quite scared. Very scared, to be exact. Very scared, per the agenda, yeah. Oh, I have an LCA for you. And uh, my LCA is the Rush Bagot, Bago, the Rush Bago Agreement of 1817. Uh, what is the preface to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's previous nickname? Rush Bagel yeah. Freeman. Not even close. But good good effort getting the, the RB in there. So the uh, the Rush Bagel Agreement of 1817 is, I guess I'll phrase this in question form like Jeopardy. So which notable U.S. agreement was signed on the site of my current apartment building? Interesting. Does it have any notable usefulness that it was signed? I think it was it's some agreement with Canada involving shipping <laughs> on the Great Lakes. Uh, there's like a plaque outside my building. So if you'll recall, when we were building this agenda, I had to step outside to figure out my LCA. So I, I had see, to go look at the plaque. Does that make it an MCA? If you gave no, me it's the, an LCA because you have you have no idea where I'm living. Although arguably for for DC residents, Joey Elif and Mark Lieb. This could be an MCA. I didn't realize that the Great Lakes were great. Like, I thought that was just a like a pretense to make them sound cool. But they have like their own tides and waves, but they're lakes. Yeah, but like very large ones. Cleveland's right on Lake Erie, so I've seen uh, I've seen at least one Great Lake uh, up close from that regard. Fascinating, truly fascinating. Yeah, I saw there's a there's a proposal out there. It's not a serious proposal, but it's a proposal to hollow out West Virginia and uh, fill it with water. And then that way you could have a continuous string of lakes all the way from like Hudson Bay out to the Atlantic. If West Virginia was just one large lake instead of being West Virginia. Do we even need West Virginia? We already have one Virginia, honestly. It doesn't and seem quite necessary, but also... This sounds like a lot of effort to hollow out an entire state. What's your power rankings of Virginia's? Virginia, West Virginia. Uh, for those of us not, you know, on this audio podcast, that was Virginia was him putting his hands above and West Virginia was his hands below. Yes, I ranked them in, in order of, of best to worst, if that helps. <clears throat> but on, on uh, that topic, how would you rank Carolina's? <clears throat> Uh, I would actually rank them South Carolina above North Carolina because South Carolina, I, I can't name any cities in North Carolina, about I can, but I can name Charleston, which is in South Isn't Carolina. Isn't Charlotte's in North Carolina? Charleston? Charlotte. What's Charlotte? It's where the Carolina Panthers play. Interesting. And the Charlotte Bobcats. All right, the Charlotte Bob. I didn't know that Charlotte was in the Carolinas. Yeah. I thought the Charlotte Bobcats could have been anywhere. Well, I'm sure there's multiple Charlottes, but there's is Carolina specific. Good for the I'm Charlotte. even on the Dakotas for what it's worth. But I, I think they're they're about tied in my head. <clears throat> All right. Since we are some goddamn FUs on this channel, um, let's go to our next topic. Uh, the Bad Shabbos, Bad Shabbos segment. Oh, bad Shabbos, Bad Shabbos. So uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with our podcast, the Bad Shabbos, Bad Shabbos segment of our podcast 
is where we talk through things that you know occurred on on recent uh, Shabbos that we we didn't exactly enjoy. So uh, do you want to do you want to go first and talk through a uh, do do you have any bad Shabbos bad Shabbos for us? I do, in fact, have a bad Shabbos bad Shabbos for us. Uh, I'm not sure if you are aware. I do not live on a Great Lake. I actually live near a bunch of wildfires right now, and as a result, I could not go outside. And for those who are audially listening, my windows are closed because if they weren't, I would be smoked out right now. That's rough. I actually just found out from Jana like half an hour ago that apparently some of the smoke from those wildfires made it all the way to the East Coast. Really? Yeah, but apparently like two miles in the air, so no one noticed, but apparently that's what she tells me. That's a crazy distance. Yeah, it's got to be like, what? 6,000 miles? How far is it to Cove Fort? Right on that Route 70 sign? I feel like that's a uh, that's an unanswered question that I can't really solve. I feel like Lieb definitely has the answer to that, though. How wide across is the U.S.? Well, I think from Baltimore to Cove Fort is like 4,200 miles. Baltimore to Cove Fort? LCA, no, it's only 21. 21. Mm. The answer is 2,800. LCA, the distance between Baltimore and Cove Fort. <laughs> uh, 2,800 is 20, the 100? distance from the West Coast to the East Coast. So I was very wrong. 6,000 is roughly the mileage to Israel, I think. So that checks out. Um, so going back, to, I I've, I've also have a bad Shabbos, bad Shabbos. It's kind of a, a, a muzzle ra, if you will. But uh, unfortunately, on uh, Friday night, I stubbed my toe. And then while I was very tired and heading to bed, I accidentally turned off the bathroom light while leaving, which meant that our bathroom was dark for the rest of Shabbos because it does not have windows. And uh, and all in all, it was not a pleasant experience. Obviously, you know, show gig and all that, but uh, still unpleasant to uh, to have to deal with a Shabbos with no bathroom light on. Shout in to stubbing your toe and shout in to not having a bathroom late for Shabbos. Definitely the the turning off the bathroom late is uh, is to me the uh, quintessential bad Shabbos, bad Shabbos act. It really is because like it's not just that now you don't have light, but it's that now you kind of have that sense of, oh, crap, I just broke Shabbos. And that's just not a. Uh, that's just a bad Shabbos moment where you really you don't want to find yourself. And then you really can't find yourself because there's no light. <laughs> so truly, truly <laughs> shout in to accidentally turning off the bathroom light. You don't have one of those like light covers where you just. We're adults. We're not like that adult. <laughs> we just like we're at the phase where we just trust ourselves to know when it's Shabbos. And clearly we shouldn't. Moving on to our uh, our one of our favorite segments here, we have the non Adler update. Great transition. Thank you. That's thank a you. that's a f f u transition. We are yeah. fucking unprofessional as it is. Uh, what do you yeah. have in your non Adler update? Uh, well, in my non Adler update news today, uh, well, I learned that Marlon Mack tore his Achilles. That's rough. Um, I wrote in the agenda that the stock market's up, but I'll be honest, I have not checked on the stock market, so that may or may not be true. 
So, but it's but it's not Adler news, and that's really what our viewership is here for. Our viewership is not here because they want to listen to Adler news. They're here because they don't know who the Adlers are and want to hear news that has nothing to do with Adlers. So, for instance, did you know that uh, Betts knows a lot about old game shows? I didn't, but now I do. It honestly would not surprise me, though. Betts also knows a lot about all the Super Bowls prior to, like, Super Bowl, like, 35. Which is weird, because you'd think, based on his age, that's when he would start knowing about Super Bowls. But, uh... But yeah, anyway, I, I think what's 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 really important is that Betts is not an Adler, although he's 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 kind of close. Man, maybe we should have called this the uh, the non-Adler and non-adjacents update. We're getting yeah. a little bit close. In other non-Adler news, uh, one of my coworkers got a nice promotion, and yeah. he got a little email sent out by my manager's manager's manager that was like, "These are the people who had promotions," and he was like number six on the list. It's Not pretty bad. good for him, yeah. LCA number six on the list. Oh, LCA number six on the list. That's not bad. I, I too got an email today about one of my coworkers being promoted. She's a, a partner who I do most of my work for, and now she's got like some kind of higher up internally role kind of situation that honestly don't ask me what it means, but we all got an email about it to congratulate her, and there was like a a post about it in like the in our big like office-wide teams page so congratulations to to her have you ever had those email threads go around where you're allowed to reply all and it's like eight thousand or ten thousand people on the thread oh yeah those are simultaneously the best and the worst because it's a combination of like people who think that it's okay to troll several thousand people by just responding like something random and people who are genuinely trying to respond exactly those same messages with like the guys nobody respond to this and it's like well you're already replying all so then you have like the idiot who replies back to that first person saying like well you just did and uh and a whole lot of people who just say like please remove me from this list outlook has this feature where you can just ignore a mail thread and people in these mail threads reply to the mail thread telling you to ignore the mail thread if you don't want to see it but them telling you to ignore the thread to not see it is still them spamming you in the thread anyway. Prior to your having ignored the thread because you don't know to ignore the thread yet. Exactly. I had one of these go around a little bit earlier and people started nice. like sending pictures of their dogs in it. Yeah, I th so I haven't had one for a couple years at this point, but the one I did, I think people ended up just starting sending around like random memes and stuff like that. It definitely devolves to that very quickly. Yeah, it's it's a real devolving situation, um, as as any mass communication can when you like let the crowd speak. Oh, for sure. Do you think it's time to move on to our uh, our next segment here? Yeah, I mean, I think we covered pretty much all the non-Adler news there is to cover between a couple of promotions, some uh, some news about bets, and uh, a brief brief discussion on uh, on reply all threads. Are and ready of course, to and of course, uh, bad Shabbos, bad Shabbos to Marlon Mack and his Achilles. Yes, yes. Shout in Marlon Mack and his Achilles because he will not be going outside to play football anytime soon. <laughs> so now we move on to our our next segment, the uh, the update from three zero one eight zero seven five 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 nine. And and Adina, here you have a uh, a very important update, some really good tent from. 
301-807-5559 that you'd like to share with our uh, our listeners? I actually have some really good tent. She messaged me tent. I told her about my camping trip, and uh, she personally started the thread and asked me uh, why I went camping, because she doesn't like camping, because there's too many bugs, and it's not comfortable in a tent. That's, as usual, a very, very fair and reasoned take by 301-807-5559. And I like that she was uh, precisely on point with the tent this time. Yes, really, she she got right to the core of the the tent, if you will, um, making sure that we know exactly her feelings on on tents and camping and and bugs and associated matters. And uh, I think really this is this is the tent that I understand our our listeners care for. I hear a lot of chatter about tent, and uh, really, I'm I'm glad to know that we can we can bring our our you know broad listenership some uh, some information about tent and specifically, um, you know. What three zero one eight zero seven five 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 nine thinks about ten? I, I feel a little weird referring to her by a number. That just feels like kind of impersonal. I mean, it it is a little weird, but you know, it's weird. It's a segment. Once it's a segment, it's stuck. As right. A we're doing we're doing it for the tent because the tent wants nothing to do with her, or she you wants would nothing say, to do with the tent. You could say that the intent is there, but the out tent is a little awkward. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's fair to say. I also <coughs> think LCA three is that the uh, number of listeners who you would expect to know who three hundred one eight zero seven five 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 nine is. That is exactly correct. You nailed that LCA. Definitely more of an MCA, but sure. It's easy. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. It's an MCA for you. I think it's possible um, that Ezra could know, or it's possible that Tani could know. Yeah, I I I went with three because I figured one of the two of them would probably you know think to check their phones and might have a contact in there. I would say though this this uh, strongly goes against our intended listenership, so I'm not really sure if yeah. I approve of these people knowing. Yeah, that's true. Definitely, if uh, if our intended listenership gets this, I, I would put that LCA at a at a solid zero. In you know related <clears throat> non Adler content. Speaking of our non intended listenership, in an actual surprising, you no, know, uh, I think we cater quality. exclusively to our non intended listenership, <laughs> which is an interesting place to be. I wonder if it's one of those things where it's so backwards that everyone who doesn't understand it loves it because they're like, what's going to happen next? What could they say? Yeah, I saw a thing yesterday where like there was a trans girl who became a guy and a trans guy who became a girl and they were getting married and they were confused because at that point, are they just heterosexual? And Mm. I think we're in like a similar, a similar knot where we're just like the mirror version of so many things that we're, we're losing track of what we are. And what we are is a, a podcast for the 7 billion people who are not the target uh, football podcast audience. Damn straight. On that note, let's move to some very Kumfuffle-oriented content. I believe we have uh, a game set up. We do, in fact, have a game set up. Uh, coming into this one, uh, as is a fan favorite, we wanted... Uh, every person in Kumfuffle to have a uh, a fun comparison to our new target audience, 
what if we called every person in Confuffle in relation to a Confuffle member? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so I, I, I'm gonna have to think on some of these. Figure out who uh, we want to talk to. You wanna you wanna go first while I start to think of some comparisons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously, I had a couple. I had a couple ready for me. Um, first one right off the bat, Tani. Tani's an easy one to place. Um, he resembles Tani in the sense that uh, podcast Tani is second to Joey in terms of favorite hosts or secondary hosts on the Confuffle podcast, and he's second to Joey in fantasy. So from there, as a statistician, I can presume that this is his general trend, that he's just second to Joey in everything. And that's why you think Tani most resembles Tani. Right, right, right. Okay, that's that's a fair take. So I think I, I've got one else. I think so. I want to I wanna move to Daniel here. And I, I gave this a little bit of thought. And I think Daniel, honestly, to me, he just really just reminds me of Daniel. Um, I think really? in large part. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's a bit of like a like an outside take, but he really does. And I think that's mostly, I feel like there's just been a lot of self-deprecating content coming from him even when he's got like a lot of really good things going for him in life. He's in med school, he's engaged, but still, you know, he's just yelling piss at everyone. Um, that just really reminds me of Daniel. Um, I think his bad luck with, uh, with getting edged out by 0.16 against, uh, against Ezra was just very bad luck, which I think is, is really representative of Daniel um, and really reminds me of the way that Daniel consistently puts together teams that should be a lot better than they are and loses matches he shouldn't. So, I'll 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 leave that there with with Daniel as Daniel. All right, that was a good take. That was a good take. Um, and I think that's all of the uh, Confuffle members we want to cover, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the other ones are a little too hard to pin down. Um, I like I know Tani and Daniel really, they're very direct personalities, and and you know who they are, and you can tell what they resemble. Everyone else. Like, it's hard to tell. Like, is Yaakov a Yaakov? Is he an Adin? Is he a Jesse? Is is Jesse maybe a bit of a Daniel? It's just, it's hard to say. Um, and and I think, you know, obviously, especially to our to our intended audience who may or may not know who we're talking about, it really, you know, might get a little bit confusing when we try and relate like a, like a Gavi to a Yaakov. I, I, it's just not really a comparison that's necessarily going to hold up. And, and I think we'd want to make sure that, you know, if we're, if we're going to really go through every single Confuffle member that we'd, we'd have the time and attention to uh, to really give to it. And that way we can know that if we're saying that, you know, Ezra is fundamentally a Gavi, that, you know, we, we'd have some some good logic to back that up. So I, I think we can move on to our. Uh... Oh, actually, I think we're uh, we might be up for an ad break. Nah, this is isn't right? time for an ad break. We don't we don't have bills to pay around here. Let's just skip. Oh. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. We, we actually, <laughs> this is not time for an ad break. So uh, with that, I think we do have some more Confuffle member related content. Um, and and Adin, do you want to do you want to talk through this one? Because I think we have a very exciting power <laughs> ranking coming up. Uh, we do, actually. So this Everyone one, I put a, a lot of a lot of very, very uh, long thought into to plan this one. Before I do, LCA, Jesse and Jakob. Well, I'm kind of cheating because I'm looking at the the agenda right now. So isn't that a uh, so this might be more of an MCA or a, or an HCA? But I would say A and D. Uh, that is not what I was going for, but it oh. is related to item nine AI. Oh, okay. <coughs> now 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 it's a VHCA. 
Um, so Jesse and Yaakov are the only Kamfufu members with a double letter in their name, in their first name. Uh, this is correct. And this is namely why, according to our power rankings, which came out by putting all of our names into a randomizer and pressing randomize, Jesse came out first. Oh. Because Jesse is the only person in the league with a non-vowel double letter in his first And you think that's what influenced the randomizer? I think if you're a randomizer and you see something as incredible as that, you just have to put it first. How many double S words do you know? Oh, there's probably a lot. Assessment comes to Assess mind. Ooh, that was a good one. The only one I thought of was dessert. That's fair. Um, I mean, you could also talk about assess and ass and uh, I don't want to think of any more, but those <laughs> are all derivative of the original assessment. That was a good enough. I think yeah, we've yeah, got so, that one covered. Yeah. And, and for those of you at home, just, just to kind of preface this a little bit better, we, we really did run everyone's name through a randomizer. Uh, there is a screenshot in our agenda. So from an audit evidence perspective, we are doing fantastically. Um, and I can really confirm that uh, that Adin did run the, our names through random.org. And this really is the uh, the correct order. This list is complete. This list is accurate. And I think it, uh, it fairly presents in all material uh, respects the the results of our uh, our randomization. Um, complete with a timestamp, which is uh, today, 9-15-2020, at uh, military time, 20-48-29 UTC. Um, and, and, and there's also a, a note here uh, to make sure that we do not use this service for giveaways and that we should use multi-round giveaways instead. And you can click for more info. If you are interested in more info on, on, on multi-round giveaways, please visit random.org and you can click to the link there no guarantees on what's going on there but uh, i just want to you know be fully transparent with the contents of our uh, screenshot and i'll As i think i'll stop short a, uh, a purely audio podcast and we can't just assume people will look at this at some point especially not our, our agenda so so jesse is ranked number one by the randomizer due in large part to his his double vowel um so who who does our randomizer have at second uh, we have Gavi at number two. Okay, do we know why? Uh, it's a little hard to surmise this one. I would say it's more about who he's above, necessarily, or who he's behind. Like, it's hard to beat out Jesse, but, uh, you know, oh, Gavi, no, capital G. Capital the, G. Capital G. Yeah, that's fair. And and I think Gavi really needs something to make up for the the just awful bottom-of-the-barrel bottom performance of his fantasy team. Uh, so I think... Good for you, Gavi. You made it to second place on the randomized power ranking, and uh, and uh, we really look forward to seeing you in first place at some indeterminate future point. One so, can only uh, hope. Who do we hope. have at third on the list, Jason? So it uh, looks like I'm coming in at third, which is which is where I, I usually don't like rating myself too high. Um, I think that that tends to just jinx things a little bit, and it's kind, it's kind of just arrogant and guyvedic. But, uh, you know, I do think that I deserve this third spot today, um, you know, just just by nature of, I think, my performance in general. And I, and I really do think my commissionership probably gave me a bit of a bump here. I know the you know, I'm, I'm personally not swayed by uh, by party politics, but I know the randomizer has a tendency to, you know, you know, it, it plays a little bit, to, you know, who's who's running the league. Um, so I think that may have helped, but uh, I'll, I'll happily take on the uh, the third place and the uh, the bronze medal that comes with it.
<coughs> Next up. I would, say, I would say, actually, it's a very fair placing for the uh, skill yeah. set that you bring, uh, especially with your week one showing. I don't know what you did, but I'm sure it was somewhere between uh, second place and ninth place. It was, in fact. It's it's actually second place. Um, oh. Although Ezra, Ezra Power ranked me at sixth, which uh, I'm more conf- a little slightly confused about than anything else. But, uh, you know, as Ezra said in his own rankings, we all know he can't evaluate fantasy receivers. So that's a big chunk of the, the power ranking right there. Um, but, the, you know, the randomizer ranks me twice as high as Ezra does. So I guess the randomizer <laughs> values wide receivers. Oh, the ran- yeah, the randomizer probably isn't trading DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas for peanuts. I can tell you that much. Um, okay, coming in fourth, we have our only other double vowel of the night, Yaakov. And uh, we're really, oh, wow, this is actually interesting. We're starting to hit a pattern of an Adler every other, not only do we have an, and I should save this for the sixth uh, person on the list, which I'll, I'll spoil as you, Adin, but our randomizer has not only put Adlers at second, fourth, and sixth, so every other person, but the randomizer has even put them in age order of Gavi, Yaakov, Adin. I so. feel like if you're if you're ranking uh, week one performances in fantasy, it really is random. But we do know that Gavi has more experience. So it would make sense that if you don't really have a lot of data to go off of, you would put Gavi first and then Yaakov second. And then me. so I, I can right. understand my uh, my just by pitch. nature of, of general age. Right, yeah. right. Because in most cases, uh, age would correlate to experience. And And Yaakov does, as we said, have the uh, the double vowel in his name, which is which definitely gives him a little bump. Okay, so I think we've covered one through four and six. Do you want to do you want to take number five? I would like to take number five. Uh, Number five being Joe E, I believe is how you say that. Right. Like Joe E, like Joe Exotic. Exactly like Joe Exotic. Down to the mustache. And uh, I think that says everything you need to know about Joey. Yeah, untamable, as they say. He's a uh, always doing his own thing. You never know what's going to come next. Maybe it's a spreadsheet. Maybe it's a baggage watch party. You, you never know. So Joey at five, uh, rounding off our top 50%. And uh, after uh, Dean at six, as you've already discussed, with the randomizer really favoring Adler's in this ranking, uh, we go to number seven, which is Daniel. Um, and, and really, I think the reason Daniel got seven is is because he's engaged um, and because we know how much he loves hearing about how he's engaged. And I, I know that uh, we, as the uh, the the uh, the LFFMK podcast, always you know want to make sure that we call out the uh, the engagement and uh, give Daniel the credit he deserves, um, especially as you know someone who really does represent a Daniel in our league. Uh, so he's coming in at seventh, staying out of the bottom three, likely due to his recent engagement. I would definitely say um, he couldn't have placed lower than seven, but I don't think he could have placed higher than five. What If you're engaged, you've sort of used up all of your luck. So the randomizer is definitely taking that into account. So uh, unlikely to see him higher on the list. Yeah, I think I think honestly, seven is a really, really fair placing for Daniel. Yeah, I think it, it matches his uh, his team's talents. Yeah, and his team's performance. <laughs> uh, coming in at number eight, we have Mark. I'd... Recently married. 
recently married, he's used up a little bit more luck. Makes sense that he's in number yeah, eight. Yeah, I think it, I think it I think Daniel and Mark just have to be consecutive. What with their uh, recent relationship status changes, and and Adina, I I, you know, I don't want to get too personal with this, but I understand that you have never even talked to a girl, let alone had a relationship with one. So I think that's a little uh, confusing <laughs> as to why you're coming in at sixth. Well, I would say. Um... You know, there there are three steps to a relationship. There's marriage, there's engagement, and then there's uh, never having seen the person before. Oh, I got it backwards. So you've you've uh, right. You so haven't, I haven't used up any of your luck since you've never interacted with a girl. Right. So that that just puts me, um, you know, I'd say at the head of this section. But obviously, the uh, the randomizer just doesn't value relationship status as much as it values uh, double vowels or experience. Yeah, <laughs> double it seems, it seems to value potential relationship experience over relationship experience. Right. Which also so, I would assume is why um, Joey would be ahead of me, because not he has seen someone, but only through a mask. So it's almost worse than having not seen them. Right. Like uh, I guess the comparison is you're you're like the atheist and he's the agnostic, or you know you don't have a girlfriend, or have have you know you have never interacted with a girl. And uh, meanwhile, Joey is is honestly just an ongoing question mark as to what his relationship status is. Exactly, exactly. So I'd, I'd much rather be in, in my setup than his. Okay, and I think we do have a very surprising one coming in at ninth. <clears throat> so uh, it looks like ninth place, we have Ezra, which which is shocking. And, and do you want to speak maybe a little bit as to why this is so shocking? Yeah, I would say the, the reason this is so shocking is well first off Ezra has the the wild card going for him the z in his name great this scrabble. is great great just incredible scribal value with the z I don't understand how you could come in with a letter like a z and then come in at a uh, spot i in the list yeah you i would mean, think they'd at least pair you differently yeah i think the rest of his letters are just a little mediocre so like this is scribal value of a z is a, is a 10 but Overall, the Scrabble value of Ezra's name is only 13, um, which, and I haven't done the math on this, very well could rank below like a Yaakov who's got a Y, a C, and a V, which is very evenly spread out. Um, you know, I, I'm not doing much better. I think I come in at, at uh, about 12 with my J hitting an 8. Uh, Joey might be a little higher. So while Ezra's got maybe the best letter in the league um, in terms of just raw point value, overall, he's only coming into the 13, which is maybe not as high as you'd expect, which is why Ezra's coming down at ninth. Uh, on but, ex, expert, know, analysis, this, expert analysis. Yeah, this one's a little hard to understand. So I think we really had to dive in a little more to understand why yeah. Ezra's only ranked ninth. But uh, thankfully, our 10th our ranked uh, individual... Surprise, um, I, I don't surprise. Think, I don't think we need to break this one down too much because uh, I think we all understand pretty much pretty clearly and, and pretty self-evidently why Tani would be ranked 10 by this randomizer. Um, it's just a combination of poor fantasy performance and uh, just in general, I mean, man hasn't won a game this season. So, uh, of course, the randomizer puts him last, especially with, you know, all his injuries and, and low outlook. This is, in fact, this might be, I haven't, I, again, not an analysis I've done, but it's possible this could be the only place where Ezra's power ranking and the randomizer's power ranking actually overlap, um, where where everyone agrees that no matter where we all rank, uh, Tani does rank last. And I think that really speaks volumes about just just what Tani supply, supplies to this league. I I mean, 
he gets carried in fantasy football this season come in can't get a win he gets carried in his podcast can't make a guy laugh has to bring in a guest star every episode to keep the tent up it really speaks volume to his character i think yeah and you, you got to keep the tent up or else the bugs are going to get you um, <laughs> as, as we know from our earlier segment but uh what what this also means is that this does increase my uh, my trust in the randomizer as a uh, as a power anchor. Um, I think we can we saw the randomizer while the logic may have been a little bit you know tough to decipher at points. We did see some clear trends, and we know that the randomizer got some key things correct. So uh, moving forward, I you know would recommend we uh, we continue using this randomizer for for our future power rankings on the pod. Oh, for sure, without a doubt. And I would say just to remind all the fans at home. Uh, Tani is a friend of the pod. We mean nothing against him as an individual. We, uh, we are, we, we will readily admit that we do not have the pod editing skills that he does. Um, and definitely are very interested in staying on his good side and not having this episode taken down. But unfortunately, Tani, you are, you are the clear 10th ranked individual, um, both by Ezra and the randomizer. <laughs> Speaking of the 10th ranked individual, do you want to move on to segment number 10 in our agenda? Yes. So segment number 10, we're getting a little predictive, looking forward to uh, to week two. And what we're going to do as part of the segment is we're going to predict the losers of each matchup next week. And and really, you know, when we look at this, we don't want to just look at uh, <laughs> who we think the winner is and taking the reverse of that, because that doesn't mean much. So we're going to, we, we've, and we, I think we've identified two criteria on our agenda that we're really going to look at as part of this, this breakdown. Uh, so for those of you listening at home, the way we're going to, you know, focus on who we think is going to lose this week is by looking at how much we think each opposing kicker will score and how good each team's bench is. So opposing I, I, kicker points and, and bench. Yeah, I think um, definitely opposing kicker. Um, they're, you know, very obvious. If a kicker is meant to do well, they're going to do well. So uh, it gives you just the best predictive power to scoring. And for bench scoring, if your bench is doing really well, I can only imagine how well your starters are doing. So uh, if you have a high bench score, there's almost no way you can lose. Absolutely. So I've, I've got the app pulled up on my phone. <laughs> I'm ready to take a look at our five week two matchups. And again, opposing kicker points and the strength of their bench. So uh, do you have a particular matchup you want to start with? Um, well, let's, let's start we... with our, uh, our first ranked, our first rank at the okay. top. I think, I think our methodology for this should be, you can see uh, when you look on the app that there's a uh, little rank next to each person. So I think we just go from lowest aggregate total to highest. So okay. I we start with the, the Joey and Mark <clears> matchup because that's a one of the three for a total of four, which is the same, if you'll recall, as the number of letters in Ezra's name. Oh, that was a nice catch. Um, looking at, I, I took a look at this matchup a little bit earlier, actually. I was scouting it out. Okay. Uh, I believe Joey's destined to lose. Okay. And that is because. Um, so if, if, you really, if you really look at the numbers and you get a breakdown, um, Robbie Gould, 9.6 fantasy points last week. Not bad, not bad. But he's playing the Jets. The problem with playing the Jets is you just score too many touchdowns. It's hard to kick field goals against them. How are you supposed to win? Yeah, the Jets are very the, the tawny of NFL teams, if you will. Very bad at football. I I actually will. Whereas um, 
the uh, the kicker on the other side is playing against Denver, who we saw in the previous matchup uh, had a lot of trouble with opposing kickers and with their own kicker, as a matter of fact. In fact, the opposing kicker had troubles as well. He so. was one for four on field goals. <clears throat> but he still kicked four field goals. So if you've got a guy who can put away some field goals, you can uh, definitely score some points in that match. Yeah, because there, there were some real field goal opportunities against Denver. Okay, so I, I would agree that I think Boswell, despite the uh, the Yahoo Fantasy projection, may have a much better outlook than, uh, than Gold. Uh, and do you want to talk a little bit about the benches? Um, the benches to me seemed pretty even. I would say I like Fitzgerald on the on the right side. Um, Anthony Miller on the left is pretty good, but uh, you know you kind of have to just see how they how it comes out. But I would say the kickers to me determine this matchup. Yeah, I I would agree with that assessment. I think on the bench you got you know Jerry Judy looked good. He also looked like he couldn't catch a ball. Brandon Cooks looked fine. He'll get concussed soon. Uh, hopefully not. That would be a, a real bad Shabbos, bad Shabbos. Uh, but we know he has a propensity order. So the benches are a push, and we think that Boswell is going to do better than gold. Okay, so next up we have, I believe, our next matchup would be with a total of nine. Uh, my matchup with Daniel. Where uh, I've got Ryan Suckup against Daniel's Greg Zerline. Greg the Leg, Gavi's favorite. Um, really does deliver he really does and uh, <laughs> i think I, I hate to say it but i think i have to give this one to daniel um ryan suckup didn't do so much for tampa i hopefully he'll do more against carolina when he's not playing in the superdome but you know greg zerline we know both that he gets long field goal attempts and that dallas has uh, some issues with moving the ball and scoring so i really think that's a much stronger kicker play <laughs> And uh, I, I like both our benches. Obviously, I'm, I'm a little biased toward my bench, and we'll kind of see how the waiver wire shakes things up. But uh, but Daniel's got some solid pieces there. I think uh, Sterling Shepard is, is going to get better as the year goes on. Um, I think C.D. Lamb's going to get better as the year goes on. Madison's a handcuff who like almost certainly is going to get some usage. And, uh, and he's, he's still got Miles Sanders on his bench, which I think is a guy who's hopefully, I mean, not hopefully, but probably going to end up starting over Devin Singletary. And, uh, and Singletary on the bench is is, is solid as well. Um, so, I yeah, I, I would give this one to Daniel. I would say, um, as we know about fantasy, the more average guys you have, the better your team does. And uh, you've got two guys projected over 10 points, one of them being a quarterback, which is sort of free-for-all. It's a gimmick. Um, Daniel's got three guys projected over 10 on his bench, which tells me he's got some yeah. great depth. Really hard to speak yeah, against. No, that, I, so. I I agree. This one this one I think goes to Daniel. And so I'm picking you for my loss. Okay, that's that's tough but fair. Uh, moving on, we've got a classic battle of fire and water between Fourth and Golduck and Lamagmar, non-respectively. Oh, and, uh, and and with with a five and an eight, this is a point total of of thirteen. So let's take a look at that one. You wanna you wanna break it down? Uh, I hate to say it here, but uh, this is the battle of the ninth and the tenth place. So, really, is anybody's game to lose? Um, for this one, uh, I really, really wanted to pick Tani for the win. I don't think he can, what but can I just don't think he can. Do you see his bench? He doesn't have a bench. <laughs> he doesn't have a bench. Two empty bench spots. Two guys on his IR. Uh, he's got he's James got White. Who is he? He's one of like what 
16 running backs on that team. And, uh, and Tony know, Pollard you know is a handcuff. Work. Yeah, and Tony Pollard is a handcuff. It tells me he's got nothing going for him. Whereas Ezra's bench, I mean, if we're going by our previous metric, that's that's four guys over 10 points. Four right? guys over 10. And none of them are quarterbacks. Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman. Isn't that crazy that those are the two that's, guys not projected that's a hell over of a bench? And if we look at the kickers, uh, Young Way Koo versus uh, Jason Myers, I, I give the edge to Myers. I think it, I like that his name is, uh, it's, it's Jason Myers, right? Um, I think it's Jason Myers. Yeah, so I, I like the Jason. I think. Uh, I like that he's almost Jewish. Yeah, almost. Um, now, if we gave out points for for onside kicks, that might give Young Way Koo some uh, some props, but. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to Myers also, and uh, even even if we say Koo is better, I mean Ezra's bench, it's, it's not even a question. So I think we're, we gotta give this matchup to uh, Ezra, which which makes sense because I would expect a Golduck to uh, to defeat a Magmar. Yeah, so I definitely have to give the loss to Tani on this one. Okay. No. <coughs> um, with a point total of fourteen, we have Yakov and Gavi in a in a non non Adler update related matchup. Hmm. This one to me is a really is a tough matchup. If you look at it, Prater put up a very large total last week, but he's going up against Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker is, uh, you know, he's he's Mr. Consistent when it comes to kicking. Really hard to pick against him. And against Houston, that game could have some some real points scored in that on both ends. Um, and I think we can't really talk about benches. Um, I don't think any of these bench players are actually rosterable except Michael Thomas. Uh, who's not really a bench player. I mean, there, there's a couple of guys like Fournette. Yeah, you hold on him for the value. MVS, Ayuk, fine, maybe. But none of these guys are guys who you'd have starting except for Mike Thomas. And, uh, and Mike Thomas could be out. So I think uh, bench-wise, it would go to Gavi because he has Thomas sitting there. I think kicker-wise, it goes to Gavi easily. So uh, so yeah, I think I think this one's also a gimme. You gotta, gotta pick Gavi in this one. I actually think I'm going the other way. I think, uh, you know, Prater's a little bit of a veteran. Came off to a good start last week. 12.3 fantasy points. A 100-yard day, if you will. Uh, I got to give it to him. You might now with the new kicker rule. Right? How many 100-yard games do kickers have? Not very often. Tells me he's off to a good start to the year, and I uh, expect him to continue that trend. So I'm going to give the loss to Gavi on this one. Okay. I, I have to give the loss to Yakov. Last we'll and out. last, but uh, maybe least, based on total uh, point value of fifteen, um, which is more than triple the time of the value of our top matchup right now. Uh, we have Jesse and his confusingly nonsense named team with a Diglett matchup matchup, and uh, Dean, we have you with your uh, poison team rocket Pokemon. I don't want to say I picked uh, directly for week two with my kicker, but uh, knowing that Thomas was going to take a spill week one, knowing that he's a really good threat down in the red zone, um, it just made sense to me to pick a New Orleans kicker. So I'm feeling pretty confident about it on that front. Yeah, I mean, Jesse's gone with an old Orleans kicker in Harrison <laughs> Kerr. Uh, also, also looking pretty solid. And if we're looking at Jesse's bench, Jesse has... A full bench. I am projected in double digits. I That's, really am scared of his bench. That is quite the bench. I don't know, like, how much I'd love to start some of those guys, but from a bench perspective, that bench would definitely beat your bench. Your bench 
That is a crazy it's bet. Literally all rookies. Yeah, I actually I I thought that was the funniest thing I did all draft, but uh, yeah, Joey did not appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I stole a couple from you and I bid you up on rugs, but uh, I, I appreciate your whole as rookies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how often do you keep your entire bench? You don't. You don't keep your bench. So, you know, I thought, uh, you know, as it is, I love good keeper value. So I figured I'll just take my shot on these guys and see where, see where it goes. Yeah, uh, you're, you're always right on point with your keeper game. Um, so I definitely appreciate your drafting for the value there. And uh Honestly, like kind of the downside of not having any droppable players is that waivers become tough. And I think Jesse may run into that because if Jesse wants to, you know, pick up like a like a Naheem Hines or a backup quarterback this week, I don't know who he drops. Um, so I think uh, whoever whoever suggested in the slack that Jesse should look for two for one. That's probably I think it was Ezra. That's probably not a bad call because uh, otherwise. Yeah, I just don't know what you do with that roster. Yeah, honestly, looking at his bench, I kind of have to give myself the loss on this one. Uh, I would agree. It's I think a tough I give, matchup. Yeah, I, I think you win the kicker game, but uh, but Jesse's bench is overwhelming, and I think I, I give you the loss as well. It really is incredible if this is his bench, what his starters could do. Yeah, I mean, who who could even fathom what his starters must be right now? Nobody. Really just nobody. It's just impossible to tell what Jesse's starters look like, <clears throat> but... And that that bench, that's quite the bench. All right, and that's our uh, those are our predictions for the week. See how those pan out coming into week two. Yep, sounds good. And now I think we're uh, we're moving toward the uh, some of the wrap up sections of the uh, of the podcast. So I would I say definitely got... the uh, some of the more fun sections. You know, we want to yeah. give the listeners what they want to hear. Right. We all know the listeners, they aren't really here for the uh, for the football. They're here for, you know, just knowing facts and, and, and important <laughs> updates on people. Right. Um, they they want to hear about your personal experiences. Right. Exactly. Which is why we're bringing up our uh, our favorite section of the week, our uh, our personal facts section. So, uh, Dean, you heard any good personal facts recently? Um, not only have I heard some personal facts, I have experienced some personal facts. <laughs> Today I had the luxury of driving my roommate to the airport. Oh, SeaTac, uh, the SeaTac airport. That is correct. Right. How far away is that? Ah, it's not bad. It's like 25, 30 minutes. Should have been an LCA though. LCA SeaTac. Mm, LCA SeaTac. <coughs> LCA Milky. Oh, I- I'm I'm cheating. I have the agenda. Um, HCA Milky. The name of your roommate's cat is is the name of my roommate's cat that is now under my possession because uh, distance to cats is nine tenths of the law. So with your legal guardianship of, of Milky, are there any um, changes you're planning on making? Uh, I think the only noticeable one, not to the listeners, of course, cause it's an audio podcast, is uh, she's currently sleeping on my clothes. So I will have a lot of cat hair on my clothes for the foreseeable future. Okay, that's a good use of your legal guardianship. But thankfully, laundry exists. Thankfully for that, yes. So where is your roommate going for three weeks? Uh, he's going home to Chicago for the holidays. Ah, very nice. I'm uh, going to Cleveland for the holidays. That's a personal fact on my end. Oh, that, was a, not, that was a very exciting personal fact. I'm not flying out of SeaTac, and I'm not leaving a cat with anyone. So those are some ways in which I'm different from your roommate. 
Uh, I would also say you're different from my roommate in that you are married and he is not. At least not that I've I've heard. Personal you, you would probably know. There would probably be someone playing tetherball with <clears> you if, if, if he was. That is true. That is uh, definitely so true. It's, it's probably fair to say that your roommate is not married, and that probably uh, helps him in the randomizer rankings a little bit. I would definitely say if he were in this randomizer, he would at least place 5-6. Uh, Maybe he'd uh, throw out Joe E from the rankings. Yeah, it really could be. <laughs> That's how unmarried he is. Do you um, have any uh, personal facts going for you? I do. So uh, this is, you know, hot off the presses, and uh, I know it hasn't become uh, Facebook public or anything like that. Uh, but Jana made a really large pot of soup on Friday. It's a chicken soup, and Ooh. it's got matzo balls, and uh, we got some some like homemade kreplach in there. And it's a really big pot, and we're driving to Cleveland on Thursday, so we've been doing everything we can to eat all of the soup before we go. So I've been eating a ton of really good chicken soup um, all week, and it's been wonderful. And not that my throat is bothering me, but if it was, it would be really good for my throat. Uh, so that's that's really what's up with me is uh, just a lot of a lot of soup. Um, it's it's been a it's been a good week for uh, for Jana's food production because she made me a birthday cake last week, and uh, then a soup at the end of the week. So I'm 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 sitting pretty happy on that. Not uh, physically sitting, as as you can for those of you who are audially audially auditorial and whatever for those of you who are listening to this uh to this podcast i am not in fact sitting in any soup uh that was a a figure of speech but i have been eating a lot of soup really sounds like you've got some great personal facts going for you i i really do it's 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 a good time for personal facts and these are some really just really juicy ones to uh to talk through um i I just know there's going to be a strong reaction in the in the slack to this uh don't don't skip ahead into the uh the segments we've got coming up because we still have to do the shout ins segment true shout in (laughs) do you have any shout ins i do uh shout into my airflow because i can't open my windows uh so my airflow is stuck on the inside Shout in to uh, my MC Escher poster because it's the one of all the people who are walking in the same staircase and can't leave it. Oh, yeah, that's that's a strong in right there. (laughs) It's a strong way out. Yeah, that's got to be a shout in. And uh, shout in to Milky, who's sitting in my closet. Very nice. Um, I have a couple of my own, so I have a, a big shout in. To Jana, who's in the room with me, she's over on the couch, which is not on camera and therefore outside the scope of this auditory podcast. Uh, she just waved. Does she have any sh- uh, personal facts that she wants to share? Is she watching anything or browsing the web? She's on her phone, probably watching a TV show. If I had to guess, um, she just oh, and she's uh, she's making a keepa, so she's got oh. a couple things. In fact. What I may have misinterpreted as a wave may have just been her, uh, like a knitting motion. I got but it. I, I like to believe that she waved. I'd uh, like to shout, believe she waved too. Shout in Jana, who is in the room with me, um, and a thank you for the soup. And a shout in to, uh, to the three potted plants we have over by Jana, uh, who are also in the room with me. We have a uh, an orchid that currently does not have any flowers. A cactus that also does not have any flowers, but I don't think it's supposed to. And like a little aloe kind of situation that we got from Trader Joe's that, as you may guess, does not have any flowers. 
Um, so we, we have three flowerless plants, which is really good for people with celiac. Um, so shout into uh, to those plants. And shout in to people with celiac that they could come over and interact with those plants. Absolutely. Absolutely. Extra shout in to the people with celiac who may not be able to leave their apartment due to, uh, due to a local restriction. So do you want to actually maybe skip an agenda item and go go straight to our shout withs? That seems like a like a valid a valid remark. I was going to say shout with the people who have celiacs. Uh, yeah. So hopefully their voice can be heard that they can Absolutely. get flowerless plants. Shout with all the celiacs of the world. Uh, we are we are with you in your in your in your struggle against celiac, um, and, and we really support a uh, a speedy and painless cure to that disease. Um, I have, I have a couple other shout withs that I'd like to share. So I have a uh, shout with uh, people who are happy that the the Baker and Odell uh, Cleveland Browns are a mess. Um, I, I will admit to some schadenfreude because of the Odell trade, uh, which is looking pretty all right for the Giants. And I still have some residual uh, uh, just dislike of Baker after his, his Daniel Jones hate comments last year. So uh, as much as it's uh, it's a tricky subject with my wife and her whole family being from Cleveland, um, you know, at least shout with the people who are who are enjoying that particular collapse. And then uh, I'd like to shout. Actually, I want to I want to close with my last shout with. So let's let's go to you for the next shout with. Yeah, just keeping up with the uh, the football theme shout with the people of Tampa Bay that they really uh, could not have uh, LeBron James the decision their way to a victory getting Tom Brady as their quarterback. Uh, I think we all knew and we all saw it coming. Um, I actually did not. Unfortunately, I got stuck with Tom Brady. I was trying to just get him on the market in the draft, and then somehow he ended up on my team. I'm not sure how that happened. But uh, hopefully he turns himself around like none of us know he's going to. If not, you could always drop him and pick up a different quarterback. Yeah, well, I got I got the... I went with the rookie on my bench, so. Oh, we'll true. See. You got you got uh, Joe Burrow, so that's nice. Okay, and uh, I guess the last shout with is I'd like to shout with the rest of the Kahal and davening for uh, for inscription in the Book of Life on our uh, upcoming Rosh Hashanah this weekend and Yom Kippur the week after. Uh, to all of our listeners, we we hope that you too are uh, are inscribed in the Book of Life this year, and uh, look forward to uh, to shouting with you. Um, over the course of the next couple weeks. Hopefully from an appropriate distance. Only from an appropriate distance. And the the shouts will be masked and without any uh, particles or droplets. Of course. Of course. Of course. (coughs) Are we going back to our our new final, final segment? I think we are. This is uh, segment number 13 on the list. We just completed segment number 14. and uh, we're really going to hopefully close off the uh, the podcast with with this 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 agenda item. Uh, so, and what we really wanted to do is we we know that we wanted to look forward. I think is is the best way of putting it. And, and we want to really encompass what our listenership is looking for from from start to finish, uh, from the beginning of a, a podcast all the way through to the the recap of a podcast. And with this, we we want to talk a little bit about our favorite recapper. Um, although maybe not our favorite Scrabble word, Ezra, where, uh, you know, we, we want to recap his live tweets from earlier today 
And we want to do a bit of a look forward to, uh, to Ezra's live tweeting about our podcast. So we'll, we'll start with, uh, with, with reviewing his, uh, his last live tweets. I know, Adin, you've, you've put in some strong hours of legwork into <coughs> combing through Ezra's most recent live tweet. So uh, you want to just take it away and, and talk through some of your observations there? I would say um, Ezra has definitely shown his, uh, his freshman status when it comes to live tweeting, uh, people watching things. I would say he's definitely uh, he's become a veteran of the live tweeting at podcasts, but his game even of watching people visual watch podcasts, things, right? Even visual podcasts. So I maybe, would say yeah. uh, <clears throat> he definitely lost a little bit in translation to uh, visual non podcasts with that. Maybe okay. the audio element was carrying him a little bit more. Do you want to expand on that a little <laughs> with uh, some of your observations there? Uh, yeah, let's go to comment number. I'm going to guess like 27, 28. 3738 um a lot of a lot of out of context people there are three three people on the show who are women and there's and they a had lot names, of, right and women, they all they had, had names. names and they had quantifying features there was the very scary predatory one there was the kind of concerning blonde one and then there was the black one who has and, other features but that's probably the easiest way to and yet, distinguish her and yet his descriptions of these people many a time are that woman or this woman. Very hard to follow. Yeah, there's Basically, a lot of. The I feel first bad woman. for this woman, but that doesn't help. Who's this woman? It's it's like he thinks we're watching along with him, watching along with them. We're not. We're recapping his dialogue of him, or his. Sorry, we're recapping his monologue of him watching by himself, them watching baggage. So I. Uh, yeah, I agree. He may have he may have missed a beat there, and and it's very hard to just associate it. He could have said, you know, the, the brunette or the dominatrix did this, and instead it's it's just this woman, that woman, and and it's just it's hard to say. Yeah, really, um, you could tell that the context of this one has gotten to him. A lot of his a lot of his takes were also uh, meta comments, not necessarily watch comments, which I felt uh, I like hate, really. I, meta. I can't stand anything meta. It really, really took away from the points he was trying to. Are you trying to live tweet it? Or are you trying to do an analysis of it? Are you a sports writer or are you a broadcaster? Right. At what point should Ezra just broadcast his own watch party of the... Conf oh, wait, that's actually a great idea. <laughs> Damn, I can't believe I said that on the pod. We should have just done that. <laughs> we should have just watched. We should have just watched. Wait, we should have watched and tried to read Ezra's comments at the point that we think that he wrote them of his watch. But also commenting on <laughs> what Tani and Joey and, and, and Daniel were actually saying, as well as on the show itself. Right, right. We could just cover everything. We really could. Uh, that would have been a wonderful video. <clears throat> they could have played it at our funerals. What do you think Ezra's live tweets are going to be about us talking about his live tweets about us? Uh, before getting that, do we think Ezra is going to live tweet this? I, I, I would say the odds are pretty high on this. The only question is whether or not he can uh, discern that this is a podcast or not, based on how I release it. Hopefully. I would say hopefully he can. Um, side bet to how long that takes. I would put it in the category of Thursday. I think it'll happen sometime on Thursday. He won't get it to it tomorrow. 
Hayes, he's been pretty efficient recently. Uh, if we're sending the line up Thursday, I will actually take the under. I think Azra's going to come out with a live tweet at some point tomorrow. Wow. And uh, I, for one, am, am here for it. That's pretty impressive. I really hope he does. Um, and then hopefully we can uh, shout with him at all of his uh, smart remarks. I would love to. I'd love that. I think it's it's a podcast. It'll be right up his alley. And, and I look forward <laughs> to hearing what he has to say about it. And, and on, the, on the topic of what he says about it, uh, what do you think Ezra will be tweeting about when he live tweets this pod? Do you think he's going to give? I think um, knowing Ezra, I think podcasts are in his wheelhouse. So hopefully he'll be covering the uh, the level of detail that we have put into writing this podcast and the uh, the expert analysis that has gone through it. But he may jump up to the uh, the unfortunate meta level as he knows that we don't like meta level comments. Uh, don't get me started on meta. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Ezra will definitely have a lot to say about the concept of the pod itself. Um, and I think you'll find a lot of our individual features while honestly very much in the same vein. I do think he'll find them refreshing. And I do think we'll get a lot of like, you know, ha-has and, and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think he'll appreciate the concept a lot. I think, like you said, he'll appreciate the level of detailed thought that uh, we went into while building our agenda and really just the effort that we had in, in bringing everyone uh, content that they're interested in and, and tent without bugs. Um, really tent just without bugs is very important. Tent without bugs, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, I mean, you don't even need uh, 301-807-5559 to tell you that bugs are bad for tent, but uh, it, it's it's good to discuss and good to talk about. So I think, I think Azra's going to have a lot to say. Um, I don't know if we're going to quite be one of his, you know, 150 message reaction threads. But I think he'll he'll have some some good stuff, and I do think he will have some very direct reactions to uh, to segment number thirteen, where we directly discuss his live tweeting. I I would actually say I would put the over under for this one uh, a little bit higher than that, just based on the number of name drops that we've got. Probably have a lot of Slackbot associations. Mm, oh, that's true. A lot of Slackbot, especially because we probably talk about Joey more than Joey talks about Joey. Well, I, I don't know if I've does that the word how, how often does the word Joey come <laughs> up on the Confluffle podcast? Probably less frequently, like, per minute than on ours. Oh, for sure less per minute. Especially per minute. if I just say Joey, 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 Joey. Right there. We just got 20 more messages on our uh, Ezra live tweet length. I'm taking the over on this one. Okay, over. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see what comes in. Um, I, I do think Ezra will be... Uh, will very much enjoy this podcast. I might be projecting a little bit, but uh, but I, I look forward to reading Ezra's live tweets. I also look very much so forward to reading his live tweets. Hopefully I will read them live, but even that, the post days remarks will be good. Yeah. yeah with, with, no matter when they come in, it'll be, it'll be good to look at. That's always good to have appreciative fans of LFFMK. Without a doubt. I think uh, on that note, I think we can probably call it. We're at the, uh, we're almost at the 75 minute mark, which is honestly way longer than we thought we'd end up going. <laughs> That's very impressive, considering where we started. Yeah, it's 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 a full podcast, folks. Um, so yeah, I think with that, uh, I'm Jason here with my co-host Dean signing off the LFFMK podcast, the Laissez Faire Free Market Crunch podcast. Thank you all for listening, and uh, and have a good night.
Have a good night.